Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Conscious Vibe Podcast, where we elevate intellect through conscious dialogue while exploring race, politics, business, and culture. I'm Dr. Daryl L. Jones, and I'm Charles D. Mitchell. Charles, hello again. DJ, it's been a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Seven minutes, right? (laughs) So, Chelsea Carroll, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Happy nice to, to meet you. Yeah, great to meet you all. Yeah, so this game of golf, um, we'll do a quick introduction, just a little background. So um, we met at Troon North, and I was playing Pinnacle that day. And what's your best round on that course? Uh, best round on Pinnacle? That's a tough one. It's tough. I would say the last time I played um the, my best round, I shot 77 on that one. It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah but like, it's... Come on, that's that's not bad. Yeah, goal, right? it, yeah, it's target golf for sure. Right. So you are um, a pro there. You're also a coach. So we'll get into all of that. But needless to say, golf has been really, really instrumental in, in who you are today. So why don't we just take a quick kind of look back. And when did your introduction to golf happen? Um, so actually growing up, I hated golf, which is pretty ironic to today. Is that right? Yeah. My dad, he's a golf fanatic. And so he would take, I have two younger sisters. He would take us out on the golf course. We're like rolling down the hills, playing in the bunkers, everything but golfing. Um, and then I was all into other sports like volleyball, track. I was like that crazy person that would do strength and conditioning camps for fun. Um, and then... Whenever high school happened, um, I didn't make the volleyball team, and that was something that I for sure thought I was going to go to college to for and play in high school. So looking up on that list and not seeing your name was pretty kind of life-altering for me, even though I was in junior high. And so I just go to my mom, like, I have to play a sport. I'm not good at track, even though I would love to be. Were you a sprinter or more? Um, more marathon, but I always wanted to be a sprinter. Okay. <laughs> so you got a lot of dreams horrible. that weren't working out for you. Okay. So. so, yeah, I was like, man, I played softball. I couldn't catch a ball. I was like, where okay. am I going to fit in Whittling this? away. Yeah, I yeah. knew I was going to be an athlete. I just had no idea, like, where I fit into that. So I told my mom, I was like, I, ha- like, I have to play a sport. And um, the only high school sport that I – knew I could be good at or I had knowledge of kind of what to do was golf. And so um, they were needing golfers in high school, and I was like not too excited to join the team. Um, Then whenever I started joining the team, um, you know, my dad cut down his clubs. He's jumping up and down because he thought his daughters would never play golf. And so, um, yeah, I joined the high scheme. High school team was on varsity my freshman year, and wow, yeah. So, did you have talent you didn't realize you had, or did they just not have a good team? Um, it was more of I didn't realize I had the talent, but I did have to take lessons. Lessons okay. are important. So, um, I had like some of the fundamentals because I had an athletic swing from softball and other sports, but it was putting it all together. So, oh, my first round was terrible. I played. My high, I was the only freshman on varsity, um, but it was like the worst year ever because I played my first tournament. I thought shot like one twenty eight. 
Oh, it was rough. <laughs> it was rough. And I was like the freshman that would sit in the middle seat, carry the range balls. I mean, I was wow. like crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be an upperclassman. So it was a struggle. But then, you know, sophomore year was whenever I, de- I made that kind of alter of I'm going to play this in college. And so everything okay. shifted and I went to get more lessons. I practiced later. I woke up early to do workouts. And it was something I was really determined to pursue, and I knew I was behind a lot of other athletes because they're starting when they're like four, four, three, like crazy. So I'm walking with these girls in tournaments, and I'm just like, I got a long road ahead of me. (laughs) What is that tournament that uh, is Lynx? Uh, There's a tournament. There's an amateur tournament for, um, I think, like, is it high school or college women? Um, like locally who, or it's national. There's a friend of mine who was actually from um, from Argentina who would oh. play and played it play golf at University of North Florida, and would would be in that um, hmm. tournament. Actually, Florida Atlantic, not University of North Florida. Nice. I can't think of the name of that tournament. I wasn't that good, but I was more in the just the local mm-hmm. realm of tournaments. Sure. And then when I got to my senior year, that's whenever I started branching out into. Austin, Dallas, and in Texas area. So, so when did it click for you? You know what? I'm going to come and play this game in college. Were you sought after? Did you were you focused on Roger State? Like what happened? Uh so I it really clicked my sophomore year. Like I just I knew I was going to pursue it in college, and so that's whenever I got super serious. Of um, it was pretty crazy. I would go play in tournaments. I wouldn't have like the normal high school life. I would go play in tournaments on the weekend, fly in really early, go back to school. And so it was pretty hectic because I wanted to get my name out there to be recruited. And in order to do that, there's certain tournaments you had to play in that you knew the college coaches were looking at. So um, it was a long journey, but in my junior and senior year, um, I started getting into the 70s. And especially my senior year, I went as low as 72 with 71. Um, and then um, just really getting those scores out there to get recruited, that was the mission. Because no college coaches don't know unless you put yourself out right. there. So um, then once in my senior year, I'm playing in these tournaments. I'm getting recruited by uh, junior college in, in Tyler, Texas. And then in Arkansas, there was a college and a couple of others. Um, and then one tournament, we were playing at Barton Creek in Austin, Texas. Love that course. It's super nice. Um, and I just got done with playing um, a tournament, and a coach comes up to me, and he's asking me about, you know, what what's your goals with golf? What what are you looking for? I'm like, I want to, you know, I want to play at the highest level in college as I can, and different things like that and told him kind of my story of I started my freshman year of high school. And so he gave me his business card and he's like, well, if you want to come out to um, Oklahoma, you know, there's a college there, Roger State University, and I would be happy to give you a tour and have you out. I was like, okay, I've never heard of this school. I'm like, where in Oklahoma? He said, Claremore. I'm like, never heard of that town. How far was that from home? That was about six hours driving. Driving, yeah, yeah. So, and before that, I wanted to go as far away from home as I could. And then after that, I was like, 
six hours is good. <laughs> why did you Why did you want to leave home so bad? I think I was just ready. Just you know, you get like senior itis. I don't know. You're just like, oh, parents, ugh, rules, and you just want to go far. Okay. Yeah, and so I I'm so thankful it was six hours, just because it's just enough to get away, but not too far to go home mm-hmm. for the holidays and stuff like that. Well, in terms of Texas, that's pretty close too. Yeah, just six yeah. hours away. Right. I mean, it could have been fifteen. Right. You know, um, what was your best tournament? Like how, in terms of like performance? Um, I had one where, I mean, I, I shot 76, 74 and then the last round 78. And so it was, but the whole team did really well and it was a really fun tournament. Um, where even me and my best friend, it was our best rounds that we, so just celebrating that together. Um, so we finished, um, think that tournament we finished second out of the whole term so it was very competitive and then going into one of my last tournaments the first day I was tied for first and this is a good lesson learned I hit the wrong ball and no you didn't I did it was in front of my oh my gosh it was so fresh I was and it was I kid you not it was five inches away from the pin it was one of the best shots I ever hit was and, it even close to where your ball was lying or no? Um, well, it was close, but I just, I was like so out. focused. Oh, I wasn't focused, I guess. But, um, so I hit the wrong ball. My ADs there, like I had like a crowd watching me. I was oh, just like, God, oh mm. my. So yeah, I'm, so now I'm like marking my ball like crazy. Like, doesn't that distract you? I'm like, no. I'm not going to hit the wrong ball. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like though? Because, you know, obviously, you know, being, I guess they call them, what do they call them? You know, those, uh, when you hack around like we do all the time. Well, I guess I shouldn't, I shouldn't say we. Oh, yeah, why well, you throwing I shouldn't say we. You know, I shouldn't say you we. You mean hackers? Yeah, uh, hack, you know, the everyday hackers, which I'm not one of them because I don't play golf very often. Um, but in terms of like being out playing in front of a crowd, and I always know what it's like that first tee. When like everybody's kind of milling around, yeah. you know, like the tee box and you have the clubhouse behind you and you have, the, you have the group that's behind you waiting to tee off. And it's like the nerves of that alone, just trying to make sure that you can like, okay, I just want to hit the ball. Like, I don't care where it, it doesn't goes. matter where it goes. I don't care where it goes. I just want to hit off the tee box. Exactly. I mean, I can't imagine the nerves of oh. like playing that for 18 holes of people walking around watching you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's super nerve wracking, but that's what you practice. And that's that's kind of what I transitioned being a college coach. Like I'll practice that with my team all the time. Like I'll call out their name like this is the first seat because they call you by name. And that gets the nerves going so bad. And the key thing that I always focused on in those moments is just like really staying relaxed because with the driver, That's especially so with the driver, especially we tend to tense up and with the nerves, so we tense critical. up more. And that's what causes us to miss the ball. You grip the heck out of the club. Yes. And it's like, oh, so God. I really focus on like, OK, shoulders, everything, just calm it down and then focus on my breathing. And I love the new um, way that they're doing the PGA tour tournaments. Some of them are mic'd and you can hear you know, Phil Mickelson do his breathing and stuff like that. Like that is so important, especially when you're nervous. Cause well, that mic has gotten some people in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Oh, oh yeah. True, by the way. Yeah, but. it's pretty. I'm like, wow, I never knew they would. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny. Okay. So you make your way to Roger State, but I have a question about Roger State. So mm-hmm. is a hill cat a real thing? 
Um, no. Like, have you ever seen a Hillcat? I mean, <laughs> that's their mascot, we always made the way. joke because there was like this it's cat walking cat. around and yeah. it was like. A cat walking on a hill? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Creative. My yeah. high school mascot was a bear cat. Hey. <laughs> Never ever seen a bear cat in my life. So, okay. Yeah, no, we, yeah, no, we didn't have one, but go Hillcats. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, kind of to Charles's point, you know, um, now you enter the stage as this ever-improving high school athlete. You were sort of recruited there. You make the decision. Now you're there. Did you feel like you belong? Like, I know I have the skills to be here. Like, how did you feel when you entered the campus? Yeah, it was, I mean, the coach was really great. I mean, he, like, really, like, I mean, because I made a list of things that I was looking for in colleges, and um, the campus was beautiful. Um, walking around, the dorms were nice. That was a big one because there were some sketchy dorms. And um, then the course was just right across the road. So it all seemed like it was kind of together. When you're moving to a new place, I think that's the scariest thing is you're going to be on your own. And so not knowing anything. So everything was really close. And it was a big enough school where we had, you know, other sports that we could do as a team and stuff. Um, so once we sat down with the coach, um, and then I was offered the scholarship and just talking about, it, he's like, you know, you need to make your decision, take your time. I know this takes time. And I just told my dad, I was like, I think this is definitely the right fit. Like I just went through the pros and cons and <clears throat> never would I've thought living in Claremore, Oklahoma, like I've never, I knew there were a lot of trains there, but I never you knew. Never Claremore, Oklahoma? No, no. Okay. It's about 30 miles Northeast of Tulsa. So you ever been to Tulsa? No. No. Okay. I would I know, say that. I know Tulsa. I've heard of Tulsa, um, but and actually, I have a friend in Tulsa, but I've never been there. Yeah, but um, but it was yeah, it was cool. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. So I stayed there for the full four years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about scholarship because I know sometimes in um, what they call non-revenue sports mm-hmm. that. Scholarship doesn't mean what it necessarily may mean mm. if you got a full scholarship to play football at Oklahoma, right? The University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So how does that pan out in terms of like the contribution that you and your family had to 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 make for you to attend school there? Yeah. So the scholarship, it just depends on what plan. So basically, I started out with a 70 percent scholarship and the coach said, you know, if you prove that you're working hard and making improvements, it'll continue to go up. So at the end of my time there, I was almost on a full ride, like really close. Um, And then just the couple contributions that we had to do were just like books and stuff like that. So it was super, I think, man, sports provides such an opportunity. Just if you and it teaches you hard work, like, you know, I I really took it seriously. I was like, okay, like I need to perform and make sure that I'm doing, you know, the things that are going to get the team together and make sure that we all perform together in order to keep the scholarship. So it kept me accountable and helped me in the real life. Man, I need so. you to like, I mean, I literally need to like take you, drive you back to my house. Actually, my, my daughter's <laughs> actually not there. Drive you to California. <laughs> um, you know, I've got a 16 year old who's a, she's an incoming junior who's a mm. pretty good soccer player. And for like the last, I mean, she's been playing soccer since she was four. I mean, this you may you be talk part. about that this may a be lot. part. I do yeah. talk about it a lot, and this may be part of it because I think she's really good enough to be, you know, a high level soccer player and, and play 
uh, soccer at a high level. And um, she's like, I have no interest in playing in college and just has not, yeah. you know, and literally like two weeks ago, like, I don't know what happened, but a light switch went on and she said, you know, I think I might want to play soccer in college. And I don't know if that has something to do with just sort of like just laying back and just like leaving it alone and letting yeah. it be her, yeah. be her yeah. decision. Um, wow. which I've really tried to do a lot. I mean, That's I, you know, good. you know, early on, like in the last few years, like, oh, Jayden, you could play college soccer. And she's like, mm, I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Um, and largely because she said, I want to, I don't know where this came from. I want to have a full college experience. Like, what are you talking about? You're <laughs> 12. What do you know about a full college experience? <laughs> right. Yeah, at 12. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think just coming from listening to, so she's been to some soccer camps and she's heard, you know, from soccer players and, you know, like basketball players at camps at, at colleges and at yeah. a lot of these, you know, these schools where it is literally a job, right? You, yes. you spend a lot of your time in your life playing the sport, training for the sport, you know, you know, planning for the next school, this next school year for that sport. And, uh, she's a kid who likes to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think that the thought of like, hey, I'm going to go to college and have a lot of fun, maybe perhaps that didn't come across, you know, in, in that thought process. But, you know, in the last few weeks, I was like, you know, when she said that, I literally had to sort of like just take calm a down. calm down, <laughs> take a deep breath, not Don't jump all out. over it. Don't freak out. <laughs> Don't try to like influence it too much because she might turn around next week and say, I haven't I don't, I don't want yes. anything to do with that. But um, it's just interesting what you shared about the opportunities that creates for you as well in terms yeah. of just, you know, all the positive that I think comes out of being a student athlete. And um, I just, I always think it's amazing when I hear the stories like that. Yeah. It's, you know, being a student athlete, I, I'm so passionate about, you know, helping, especially um, young high school kids. Like if they're in that decision, I tell them it, it was the best decision I made. I mean, I, it's an automatic you know, when you go to college, it's a big college, but when you're in a sport, there's your people. And so you all have the same interest. You're all doing the same thing. And it's kind of one of the th those things where it's a lot of work. Um, just for example, our schedule, we would have 5.30 a.m. workouts three days a week. Then we'd go straight into class from 8 to about 12 and then have practice from 1 to 5 and then study hall from uh, 5.30 to Practice was 1, one to 5. five. Yes. I just thought about that. When she said 1 to 5, it was practice, long. I was like, wow. So we would I don't do, know any sport that practices from no. 1 to 5. We would do two hours of um, like drills and like just different types of specific drills, whether it be chipping, putting, and then we would go apply it for our nine holes. So is that is that the schedule that you have your, your girls on? That No, mine's a little different. So we're junior college, so it's a little different schedule. So our schedule, we still do, do the workouts three days a week, um, and then they have classes, and then our practice starts at 2 and then ends at 5. But we still, I think study hall, for me, study hall, even though it sounds like a pain when you're a college kid, it really helps hone in because you got so much going on throughout the day. But if you know you have that study hall at the end of the day, like mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I, I have study hall tonight. I can finish my work. So And develop habits. Yes. Yeah, it disciplines yourself and even applying that now of like, okay, I need to like set my timer for an hour just to get this done. So, um, but I feel like just being a college athlete really, really helped me um, – it helped me also meet the people that are in my circle. Like my best friend was my first roommate, first college teammate, talked to her yesterday. Like we're still best friends. And so it really provided 
um, that kind of team atmosphere even outside of college. So it's definitely life-changing. So what's this I read about you being in the top 10% of your class? Yes, okay. yes. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was um, it was a journey. Let me tell you, my freshman year, I, I, I mean, you're going into college after high school of doing class six hours a day. And I'm like, I only have two hours of class today? This is awesome. So then I... I didn't know that other hours were study time. So my first semester was a struggle. I just remember college algebra, if I had a 60, I was like, is that a letter grade? Because I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned my lesson my first semester. I mean, right before my college algebra final, I think I was in the study room at 2 a.m. And I'm just like looking at the paper like, I might fail my first class ever. And so high school, I was you know, A's and B's. And then that first semester honestly taught me so it's a wake up call. Yeah. much. And then I got 4.0 of my last semester. Awesome. Wow. And it was a lot of work, but it was something I was like, I'm not going to let that happen again. It was the worst feeling. <laughs> so, yeah. You, this is really random, but I have this really weird dream, like probably once a year where – I, you better hurry up. No, I wake up. I I know, right? I know. But I wake up and I have an exam that I haven't studied for. I used to have that. I I have that dream probably once a year. It's a nightmare. Where where there's an exam and. I used to have that. The other one is I can't open my combination and I'm I'm late to class for my locker and I'm late to class. I have these school, like, I've done a lot of school. I have these school like nightmares about either like walking in and there's an exam that I didn't study for. And you're like, what the the hell? (laughs) Or or, like I woke up and I missed the exam. Like I didn't show up for it. Like I have that at least once a year. Oh, my gosh. Do you ever have those dreams? Oh, I think think a couple of times walking into class, I'm like, oh, no. Was today the test? And then I like heart drops. I'm like, oh. They're like, no, it's tomorrow. I'm like, okay. I'm still freaking out, but at least I have time. (laughs) No, I used to have that. And I think oh. it's just being really conscientious, you yeah. know, right? And it's like you never want to be caught right. unprepared. unprepared. Right. Some yeah. people never have those dreams. They don't <laughs> care, right? It's like, <laughs> right? I thought it was just me. Oh. So you, you have to imagine, I imagine now, have a newfound respect for your coaches. Yes. Right now that you're coaching, because you're not just coaching athletics. You're a mentor. You're probably yeah. a mom, an aunt, a big yes. sister. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, man, I've sent messages to my past coaches. I'm like, I just want to apologize for (laughs) things I said to you. Like that one time I was really mad. You know, just different things that you really kind (laughs) of, you're just, you know, I was, especially in college, like you're all about you. You're about you. And so whenever you're on the other side, like helping other people, you realize the different things that coaches did that you didn't really agree with at the time. And then you're like, wow. I learned a lesson from that. And one of the big lessons that I learned, um, one of my coaches, so I had two coaches. I had a coach for my first two years, the one that recruited me. And then he went on to go get a better job at a different university, and we got a new coach. And so I learned a lot from both of them. Um, The first one, just really learning about hard work. Like, he was all about hard work. 
And then um, he would just really make sure that, you know, grades and everything were in check, checking up on you, seeing how you're doing. And the second one, I really learned a lot um, more more than just golf, but he would have us read um, self-help books. Hmm. And so we would read the books. That's interesting. And we would have to write a report. And, at, you know, at the time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like add this to my list of all the other stuff, like just being the selfish college kid, kid I was. But, man, those books helped me a lot. And so hmm. just like really looking back and, you know, he had us journal and a lot of times we didn't know how to journal. And so there was a template we would do of like three things you did well today, 15 things um, that you 15 things you did for somebody else and listing 15 things at the end of the day was hard. Wow. 15 things you did for someone else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Even for know. yourself. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know if I so can come I think, up with So I think two. it was just like, like simple things. Like I did the dishes for my roommates that day, or um, I picked up a friend um, who didn't have a ride. Like just like little tiny things. I gave a compliment to somebody just focusing on those positive things, 15 positive things throughout that day. It was so hard for me to kind of combine, but man, it made a difference. And it made me have an outlook on things of like being uh, more serving people than more being about myself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important in college Mm -hmm. because once you're out of college, you realize, oh, I, you know, it's not all about me now. It's, I need to help other people. So I really have put that together for my um, girls now. And, um, and I kind of go through the phases. I'm like, yeah, they're not going to believe me at this point, but you know, it's really cool to be a mentor for them. of just like, Hey, like I've been in your shoes, like practice, you don't want to go to today. And, you know, you may be struggling with this and this and this, but that's just how life rolls. So it's been a lot of fun. So, um, your high school coach, was it a man or a woman? It was a man. I, all my coaches were male. And then you become a female coach mm-hmm. to um, young ladies. Do you think you have an advantage being a woman and being your ability to relate to them? I mean, I think I definitely do just because, oh, my gosh, when I first came on to South Mountain, it was so funny. The men's coach comes to me. He's like, he's like, um, yeah, I need help. He's like, when they cry, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I'm like, when they cry, I'm like, I, I get it. Like, I know what they're going through. Like, it's just part of uh, He's being, talking about the, the women's team. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. This was whenever I first got hired a couple of years back. And so, um, he was like, yeah, like, I just don't know what to do. And I totally get it because in the past, like, whenever I would have problems and stuff, like the male coaches wouldn't really know how to handle the situation. And so I think it is an advantage being a female just because, you know, I'm like, hey, I don't know what you're going through. You're emotional. It's okay. Um, And I feel like they can be more open to me on feelings Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so um, I think it does make a difference for sure. And then in just that aspect of things of they can be more open with feelings and it doesn't scare me away. I'm just like. Can we take a step back? Mm -hmm. I would love to get a sense of the path after college, after you played four years of college golf. Yeah. And then what led you to being an assistant golf pro, obviously, to where you're coaching now? What was the path, the transition from there? Was there ever any thought about trying to be on the pro circuit, anything like that? 
I knew after I graduated, I didn't, I wanted to help people. That was like my passion. I didn't feel that drive to go professional. I just felt that drive to help people. And whenever I graduated, I was honestly so burnt out in golf. I wanted to be a personal trainer. And so I took that route. I Once I graduated, I got the internship at Exos, um, or formerly known as Athletes Performance. And that was huge. Great like, facility, by the way. Oh, I love there. that place. And if that it, place wasn't like 30 minutes from our house. I'd be there every day. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's honestly, it's so life-changing. And I was, you know, I'm so passionate about that business and what they stand for. And so getting that internship was like, it meant the world to me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to Phoenix. Never been there, but I'm so excited. And so I moved out here all by myself. Um, and then um, my husband at the time, he he was still in Oklahoma. So we did a little bit of long distance. And um, so then whenever I moved out here, I did the internship and it just it was so cool. And I really thought that was my path was to train professional athletes. Um, and I was really passionate. And then after that internship, I kind of felt like kind of stuck. Like I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to get a job like right after this. And it didn't work out. And I was like, Oh, what do I do? Oh, God. What, what were you, yeah. what were you expecting? Like, what was the next step after the internship? Where were you thinking that would you were, you would land? Oh, I was like, year? I was thinking, you know, I, just had a really big um, ego, but I was like, I'm going to be so good that they're going to want to hire me and I'm going to be on the Exos team and, you know, all this stuff. And so it's so funny because it, my sister and my husband both did the same internship a couple years after and they both got hired on. And so I'm a little salty about that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's a different path. So once, once I got done with the internship at Exos, I just felt really kind of lost within myself because I didn't have my sport anymore. Um, I didn't like, I made the goal to get to Exos, but I didn't make any other goals. And I don't know if you've ever had that yeah, situation yeah, wow. yeah, no, and yeah. where you reach that goal that you've been working for. Sure. And then you're like, Oh, I didn't make other goals. And so you, you just feel so lost. And so then I moved back to Oklahoma uh, didn't have a job, didn't, you know, I was just kind of wondering what to do. And so I kept applying to different fitness facilities and, um, just trying to be just a trainer there. And I got a part-time job at D1 sports training mm -hmm. in Tulsa. And so they're like, we can only bring you part-time. I'm like, okay, well, it's a job, but it'll work. And, um, then I went online and I saw an opening for an assistant, position at Roger State University for the golf team. And I was like, well, this will be interesting because a lot of those players were my teammates. So I was like, ah, I was back and forth. I was like, if I do wow. this, it's, it's going to be weird. Like I'm going to have to alter friends into now I'm a coach. It's going to be different. So it took me like, I remember I was just like, hovering over the button to submit my resume. And I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. Same coach was in place? Different coach. Okay. Yep. So this was a brand new coach. He didn't coach me. And um, so I submitted it. And two days later, he calls me for an interview. And I'm like, oh, this is real. And so. <laughs> you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I was sure. like, okay. So then I go for the interview. And 
um, sit down. And it was an interesting year. I, I just, I think it was tough for the team and it was tough for me because it was a new coach. Um, and a lot of the things I kind of, we, we didn't agree with a lot of things. So it was an interesting year. You and the head coach did? Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. And so at the end of the year, um, we went to regionals and the first tournament, actually, let me back up the first tournament, um, you know, the coach calls me, he's like, Hey, uh, I'm not feeling good. You're going to have to drive the girls to Austin. And I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm only, you know, maybe 1920, 20, maybe I was driving wow. the girls to Austin in this huge transit van by myself, just praying. <laughs> like, I was just like, and I called my mom I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to be confident <laughs> that I got this. And she was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, it's okay. Well, I that got doesn't this. Feel confident. <laughs> right. So it was, I, I kid you not. Oh, it was, shit. I think that's what made me such like the coach I am today, because that was such an experience for me. And it was, it was scary. How did it go? Lie. It went really well. Austin traffic scares me to death, especially in a huge transit van. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So you turned into a granny real quick. <laughs> yes. You're quiet down Yeah, there. actually one of the players, I'm like gripping the deal wheel, like death gripping it. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Who were you competing against? Like what, what, what was the competition in those tournaments? Oh, it was, um, so it was a division two school. So we competed against um, like St. Mary's in San Antonio, okay. um, mm -hmm. Dallas Baptist University in Texas. Um, so there were like a lot of different schools that we were competing against. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot that year. So it was a lot of. Who's the best player you competed against that maybe went on to play oh. golf on another level? Mm, that's a good question. I would think, say, let's see. You know, there was a lot of great players, but they didn't carry on their career, mm -hmm. um, which is so crazy. I think they just got burnt out. Um I'm trying to think. Do you follow women's golf very much? Do you watch? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's important for, you know, my girls and my sure. team too. Um, so who's your game like? Um, I would say, oh, I, I'm like kind of a, a little aggressive. Like Lexi Thompson, I just love oh, the way. Oh, She goes good. after yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I like, I really always watch her swings and yeah, she's, she's a good player. And so she likes to work out a lot too. So I'm like a big fan of that. But, um, but yeah, so that was an experience for me and being an assistant my first year, there were some times. <laughs> and then from there. And then from there season ended. And so my contract ended and it was kind of gave me a point to kind of view everything and be like, okay, so now what? And um, I, was in the same position where I'm just like, okay, now I don't know if the college coach is the way I should go or personal training. I just didn't know. So I um, was like, I'll just be, you know, reach out to a golf pro and try to be an assistant professional, maybe go the PGA route. Mm -hmm. People are talking about the PGA, PGA. And so I reached out to um, a course. And what's funny is a guy that I trained out at Exos He's one of the um, presidents of Troon. 
And so oh, I didn't wow. know that at the time. Wow. He comes across my resume. He calls me. He's like, Chelsea, why did you not call me? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I can, I work for Troon. Like, why did you not call me? And I'm like, wow. oh, I thought, you, you know, I just thought you were like, Working at you. <laughs> I thought you, I thought you just worked there. Yeah. Oh, and so it's so funny because I work with another guy that um, I trained as well. He's actually my boss now. Um, and so he gets me up at Pine Top Country Club. And and so it was definitely. It's out there. Yeah, it's nice. It's a little bit of a hike, but I heard it's incredible. It's so nice. Like right now, it's probably 85. Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds nice. And then after Pine Top, I came to True North. So, so did you live out there? I did, but my dad lives in Sholo by okay. Torreon. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a drive, but it was kind of cool because I got to spend time with my dad yeah. for a summer. So it was cool. And he's a big golfer, so we would golf every day after work and stuff like that. So, And then I came out to True North once Pine Top Country Club, they closed for the winter. So then they recruited me at True North and... That's how I came out here. And how so, long have you been there? Four years now. So, oh, you've been there four years. Yeah. Okay. So I started in the shop, and then um, I um, am an, a, a teaching assistant. So I helped out Doug and Ryan. They're both our instructors out there with clinics and stuff like that, ladies' clinics. And then I did a little bit of golf exercise there. Um we had a company called Amped Golf Performance, and so I was the head of that. That was a good lesson for me. It was um, definitely something that really strengthened me, and that's what got me back into college golf is I was helping this company become new to Scottsdale, and I felt like it was like I was like, okay, I need to do this. Okay, if this was my college team, how would I do this? And that's how my mindset, that's how I do the Got management it. portion. Okay, if this is my college team, how would I do this? I would do this and this and this. And then I was like, what the heck? Like, why am I not coaching college golf? If that's if that's what I'm thinking, obviously there's something inside me that's burning a passion that mm-hmm. I need to pursue that. So then I reached out to a couple of college coaches within the area, one specifically NAU, um, Brad Bedortha, he's the head coach up there. And I noticed he had a PGA. He worked a little bit in the golf industry here in Scottsdale. I was like, wow, like that seems like a similar path that, you know, if I went that college route, that would be very similar. So I met up with him and I was like, so what got you into it? Just asking what got him at seeing if it's something that's just like a fling or if it's something that is a real passion of mm-hmm. mine. And so um, he told me, he's like, you know, you really need to get in touch with the Ottawa coach, uh, Tina. And so reached out to her and just talking about her kind of process of getting into the college realm of things. And these, it's so interesting when you surround yourself with people that, you know, just like if you're interested in a career, don't be afraid to go out and ask the people who are in that industry what their path was mm-hmm. because they also tell you the failures. And I think that's one thing I relate to so much because I'm very hard on myself, always have been for being a perfectionist, but I love hearing how people rebound from a failure. And I think that's one of the things that is kind of like, um, a pattern in life, like didn't make the volleyball team, you know, failed there, but it brought me to golf. 
in golf, being in a team sport for so long, now I get a focus on just being in this individual sport, but with a team. And so just failures every single way. Like I really love listening to people of like, they started from here, came up and then they failed and then they came back up. I think that's so motivating. So after talking with Tina, she was like, you know, South Mountain, they're looking for a women's golf coach. And she's like, it would be, you know, just starting out, be part time, but it'd be really good for you to reach out to them. And so I was like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I was just asking questions. And so then I um, talked to um, the head coach at South Mountain and he's like, yeah, so when you want to start? And so this whole time I was like, just like wanting advice, but it's funny because you connect all the dots and, you know, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like college coaching is what I feel I'm called to. And so it's really interesting and, you know, it's part-time, it's, it's tough handling true North and college, but I feel like if it's your passion, it doesn't really have a time on it. It's more of you know it'll come out at the end of the day. You're working towards that big goal, but you got to do the hard work and, you know, do the hustle a little bit and just to get in that position. So that's... You you mentioned, um, you know, sort of like almost an intentional path, but because you were having those conversations, like you kind of created the opportunity because you started pursuing the discussion around this type of work. And eventually that, that came to fruition. Um, I think that's what happens to a lot of people in life. When you start thinking about, okay, what are some things that I want to do? And you start making choices yeah. and decisions and then putting forth the effort to sort of get to that particular place. And then lo and behold, that's what happens, right? That's what happened yeah. for you. Um, curious question though. What is, what is, what is it like finding, I'm in the talent acquisition business. So what is it like finding talent, you know, finding people, players who want to come and play for you, recruit to recruit them to your, to your program? What's that like? Um, I think before I came, nobody knew South mountain really. So I really like pushed out the Instagram page. Cause I'm like, okay, if I'm going to recruit these girls, I got to think, what level they're they're all into social media, yeah. TikTok, and all that stuff. So I think just understanding, like, bringing the communication to their level has helped me a lot. And just I feel like I'm pretty young, so I can really relate to them um, just on a standpoint of, you know, I've been in your shoes of getting in that college recruiting phase and you're nervous and stuff like that. But I love looking for talent. And how we do it is basically – Um, whenever we're looking for talent, we look at tournaments they've played, but we also reach out to maybe they have swing coaches or high school coaches because we want to know how this person is off the course as well. Like academics and stuff are just as important as their score. Um, But there's a lot of talent here in Scottsdale, Mm -hmm. honestly. It's like... So what's your conversation? So how are you competing? Um, with other recruit recruiters and yeah, other yeah. schools that that are obviously looking for similar talent. Yeah, so um, just it, you know, it's so funny because I'll show up to a tournament and then I'll see another coach there, and I'm like, "Who are you watching?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm watching this girl." I'm like, "Dang it, me too." And then so, <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, that's cool, that's cool." And so it's it's definitely different, but then that's how you know you're recruiting the right 
you know, athletes is whenever you have multiple coaches, you know, but I think it's, it's definitely interesting, but I don't try to kind of, you know, make it scary or anything. I just want to connect with them on a level that they can be open and honest with me and um, just understanding their goals. Cause sometimes a lot of athletes, they think they want to play in college and then they understand how hard it is, like the work mm-hmm. ethic that's required. And so that's a big commitment too. So I always tell them like, you know, this is a commitment. This is what you're going to be committed to. Is that what you want? And I think that's so important. And especially um, one of the big things is for recruiting and college coaches is making sure that athletes are the one who are conversating because you want you're going to be with the athlete a lot. And so sometimes in those situations, you'll see parents kind of overstep or because they want what's best for their kid. And I get that. But you're going to be with the athlete and you want the athlete to be just as passionate about the work ethic during that time. So increasingly, it feels like we're seeing a lot more one sport athletes or, you know, a major sport. That's my main sport. What um, what percentage of the young ladies that you recruit would you say come in and golf was their main sport? Oh, mm, I would say probably. Well, I've you know, it's interesting you ask that because my team the last couple of years have been multiple sport athletes. OK, so I had a girl that played on South Mountain soccer team. As well as the golf team. Uh, is that tough? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, soccer is in the fall, so it helped. Okay. And then I have another girl that's on the South Mountain volleyball team, and she played golf. So it's funny that you asked that because I, I think, you know, at least mm, I would say more than half of the girls that I recruit have played multiple sports. And, they get to that level in high school where they're like, okay, like I want to take golf serious. But then I ask them about their background and they played soccer or their basketball, but they really honed in their last year of high school on golf. Cause that's what they wanted per- to pursue in college. Do you see a difference? In other words, do you see a difference in like those, those girls that are multi, multi sport uh, athletes Versus those who have really focused on the one is are, are they better equipped or are they come in think with, a, with better habits? They come in with unique? a really good perspective of a team environment because golf is so easy to be individualized. True. And I tell my girls that all the time because we're qualifying and doing stuff and they're competing against each other. But at the end of the day, you're rooting for your teammate to make sure they get a good score because it takes four scores to make a team score. And so I think one of the big things I've noticed is the girls that I recruit that have been on multiple different teams is they come in with a really good team um, kind of environment mindset. And they really get the girls that maybe aren't in multiple sports on board with that. So I really love that. Like they're all about teamwork. It's an interesting and perspective. They yeah. bring, yeah, they bring different things like, oh, in soccer, like we, you know, we would do this as a team and stuff like that. So it brought a good perspective on that. Yeah, I, I always find it interesting watching golf too because I think I mean maybe this is crap, but I always seem to think that the players on the course are expecting their competitor to do well. Like in other words, they're not 
I'm not sitting here going, I, I hope DJ misses that putt. They're expecting DJ to make that putt, and you're not thinking of it. You know, it's, I think it's a different mindset when I'm going, yeah. I hope he misses that putt versus yeah. he's probably going to make that putt, you know, and, and, and giving the deference versus rooting against your opponent that way. And I find golf to be a little different. Again, like it could, I could be like way off, but that's always been my perception. Yeah, it is. I mean, so in golf, whenever we play, it's pretty funny because they're all in different holes. So I'll have one, two, three, four, five, all in five different holes, but they're all different, like on the same hole at multiple times. And so, um, if that makes sense, they're on one, two, three, four, five. Sure. I'm trying yeah. to. They're not on sure. the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what they do is, is, you know, I'm trying to create a team environment because it is, it is easy to be like, oh, I want to be number one. Like I want to be the best golfer on the South Mountain women's team, which is, you know, that's a, obviously what you strive for, but it's not to wish worse upon your teammates. Right. And so what we do is it's one of the things that we did whenever I was playing is say the girl on hole number five makes a par. She'll leave a starburst on hole number six to show the girl behind her like, hey, I made par on that hole. So it kind of oh, keeps okay. everything yeah. In motion of like, oh, they're doing good. Like, I need to do good. And I've noticed like that really motivates because most of the time you're just hoping, you know, if your team has ha- has a good scores coming up. But in qualifying, it can get pretty tricky because they're trying to compete for that number sure. one spot. Sure. So when I was in my the program, the doctor program, at case part of what I did was interviewed um, a lot of coaches and um, women's lacrosse coaches at the college level, et cetera. I'm curious to hear your perspective on do you feel like the biggest challenge in coaching and developing these young ladies at this point in their lives is the biggest challenge coaching or does it really have nothing to do with that? Mm. Mm. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's more of just like, being a mentor to them and yeah. leading by example. It's pretty consistent what you're saying. Yeah. I think for me, like it's leading by example. Like if I expect something from them, I need to lead by example and things that, you know, you just need to have your circle and it doesn't have to be people. And that's why I think it's so great. You guys have this podcast and I always tell my girls, you need to have your circle and it needs to be tight and it doesn't have to be, you know, People physically here, it can be through a podcast, it can mm-hmm. be through a book, but as long as you're hearing things that are bringing positivity and growth into your life of people who have been in those experiences or those tough situations, like you need to surround yourself with that. And that's something that my mom has always drilled into my head that I really try to get to my girls because you may not have, you know, the support of friends at every time, or you may not have supportive family, but just something about having the technology and stuff that we have, you can surround yourself with other mentors all the time. And so I think it's definitely more than coaching. It's mentoring. Yeah. It's it's different levels. I mean, it's it's really rewarding. And I, you know, there's there's times where the girls go through really, really, really low points. And just having that moment of like yeah, this, this sucks. Like you didn't make the team, yeah. and, you know, like I feel you, I feel your pain and going through that, but you know, that's just 
life lessons and we're going to get through it. And so I think just being there, like letting them know that I'm there with them, fighting the battle with them, it helps, it helps more than just like being the hard coach of this is what we need to do. This is where the line's drawn and stuff like that. It's much more than that, much deeper than that. And that's why I love it. How many girls are on the team at South Mountain? Ooh, so, well, whenever I first came on, um, I had two. So it was to, in order to create a team, you need um, at least four players, but most likely you would need five because four, four scores compete for the team. If you have five, it's just better. Um, so I came on the, the South Mountain women's golf team as head coach, and I only had two players. So I was freaking out because we had a tournament a month away. And so we won't Are be you able serious? to. Yes. It was crazy. So at what point in the school year is this? Um, it was mid-October. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, I would say it was two months before our first event. But we were going into Christmas break. So I was like, okay, I need to figure something out. Did you have tryouts? <sighs> I was stressed out. I was, I was like going to the library and start putting yeah, signs up. Exactly. I mean, anybody want to play golf? You talk about humble beginnings. Like I was so excited and like being a coach, but I was like, oh my gosh, I got to find a team. And so I sent. <laughs> I'm a coach with no. Oh team. my gosh, yeah. And so I, so we sent out a message to all college South Mountain college students, like, hey, if you want to play golf, here's tryouts. And got one reply out of everybody. One, one reply. One. So she made the team. <laughs> she was good. She was actually she was actually really good, actually. She would she came on, she was like, Yeah, I play golf every day just for fun. I'm like But just hadn't uh, thought about being on a team? Yeah. Or? Yeah, she was well she was in, you know, one of her concerns was she's in the nursing program. Right. And I'm oh, like, uh, yeah. It's pretty demanding. Yeah, yeah. So she she was able to help us out for a year. And then the other girl, one of my um one of my girls was like, Hey coach, um, I have a girl that she talked to me about trying golf and I'm like, Really? And she's like, Yeah, we were in class and I'm like, mm, give her my number. She's like, she's never played before. I'm like, that's okay. We'll get her a scholarship. She's never played, but I was so desperate. And so I, anyways, she came into my office and I was like, so um, are you? And she's like, I mean, I thought about golf. Like I heard it. And I'm like, you know, I can teach you. And she's like, well, I don't have clubs. I'm like, that's fine. We'll get you clubs. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine? I played golf in college. Yeah, yeah, I'd never played before. Didn't oh know how to play golf. Gosh. Can you imagine? It was wow. crazy. I can't really, that's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So, like, my first college, like, tournament, I was like, oh, we're going to do so. And I was like. So, was she go. scared to death in the first tournament? Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Back up. Before was... the first tournament, back up. <laughs> what did it take for you to get her to a level of, I mean, competence yes. in terms of play? <laughs> Yes. To even like participate in a tournament. That's what like she, what did that she, look like? She is very athletic, so I was so thankful for that. So she's like automatic athlete. She's played multiple sports. So then I told her, I was like, okay, so here's the plan. So we have to meet at the golf course. At this time, I'm going to give you private lessons. We're going to learn yeah. the fundamentals. So for like a good two weeks straight, I would just work with her on like grip, aim, posture, go. Like putting, grip, aim, posture, man, that's, go. That's a story. And so that is a hell of a story. I mean, I was just having this <laughs> argument. I was having this argument with a friend last week, and we were debating on the hardest thing to do in sports. And I, I think the hardest thing to do is to hit a baseball. 
Oh yeah, I, I think, can't. I think no. A ball <laughs> coming, a softball. A ball yeah. coming yeah. at a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. to be able to hit a. I think that's to me that's the hardest thing to do in a sport. He said to me, "I think the hardest thing to do is hit a golf ball that's not moving." <laughs> I'm like, you know, to hit it, no, to hit it well, right? And I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> I mean, the more I think about it, you actually might be right. But we were debating back and forth that what was the harder between the two, and well, there's more fear in the baseball. I mean, you got a hundred. Well, well, right, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, that's what drove that's me out of playing. Was not moving, I got hit too many times as a kid. <laughs> I was like left-handed, and I kept getting hit <laughs> by kids who weren't used to pitching the left-handed kids. Um, but but I I can't imagine. Taking someone who's never swung a golf club to a competitive event to play in a tournament at a collegiate level. That blows my mind. It was, I mean, I busted out laughing our first tournament. I'm like, you know, I'm like thinking, okay, get the yard books out. And then I'm like, never mind. We're just... (laughs) It's like bad news bears we're and just, golf. I'm like, just going to get through the 18. And so our first tournament, it was like the first day. And these girls are so nervous. It's their first college tournament ever. Oh, like that's, that's first awesome. tournament yeah. ever. And so they're so nervous. And I, and I see um, the girl that came on that was brand new. She's talking to the other girls. And they're like, oh, how long have you been playing to the other girls? And the one girl's like, four years, like eight years, 10 years, whatever. And they ask her, and she's like, Two weeks. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably like, still too uh, confidence in them. They were going to be the worst right? out there. Yeah. Like, exactly. I busted like, out laughing. Shoot, I'm like, dude, oh, my gosh, that's my player. That is so funny. So she so, ended up doing okay? Yeah. She, you know, she really made huge strides. She loves golf. Like, she was and like. that's the most important. That's like, his point. Just told me. She just said, coach, like. This changed my life. Like, I love this sport. Did not, did not, what did well, I tell somebody? We, talked about her, we were talking about this earlier today. I said it changed my life. Changed your life. And I think yeah. part of it is when you're willing to put the work in to be yes. good at something, right? Yeah. I, I think the possibilities are endless. And get right? over yeah. yourself about being embarrassed totally. and all that. Everybody's yeah. looking at Get over totally. yourself. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, she, and it's something that. It's really cool because she can take it with her, like in a company that she works for. One absolutely, day. absolutely. So I, absolutely. we talked about that too. Absolutely, like it's so relevant. It's so relevant throughout life yes. to be able to have that in your in your toolbox, so to yeah. speak, as something to be able to leverage for for business or just for social scenarios, like anything. Well, in life. even uh, you know, in a partner scenario, totally. whether it's husband wife, whatever yeah. it might whatever. be, yeah. you can take a trip with your partner in, in yes. golf. There's a bonding forever. opportunity there. I mean, it's yeah. it's a wonderful sport. Totally. This time has flown by. We're we're. I mean, this is it. Wow. So, do you think we've missed anything? Is there anything you'd like to share with um, us? Ask us. I think just the biggest thing for me is like learning from the times that I felt so lost in those moments that I thought I knew what I was supposed to do, and just feeling like so much gratitude right now just being a college coach and even though it's you know still back and forth and building a team was tough but now going to have you know nine players going on next oh, year awesome. so just yeah, seeing a program grow i think you built that thank program you. that's, that's awesome. thank you it was it was it's man it's been a journey but it's been fun a lot of fun stories but i think one thing that i wanted to ask y'all is what have y'all learned from a failure that you thought was like a complete failure that turned out to be an amazing blessing? I'm let you go first. Oh, wow. Got too many of those. <laughs> um, man, uh, you know, f- 
first thing I'll say is that I always look at failure as a gift and opportunity. Um, if you look at it in the right perspective and, um, you know, I think for me, um, going into business, uh, as an entrepreneur had no idea what that was going to turn out to be. Um, and coming out of a career where I just was not very successful uh, as a a young lawyer was, I wasn't really focused. I wasn't really dedicated and, um, moving into something really new and, and building and learning something, and putting my all and my focus and my effort into that and knowing that once I did that, that I could actually contribute and create value and ultimately create, you know, a track record of, of success, uh, in the work that I'm in. Um, I think that's probably one of the things I look at more than anything when I think about, you know, you know, being in a career for a number of years that, that I just was mediocre, mediocre at and was really, wasn't really passionate about yeah. and knew that I needed to find a different path. And then, you know, really being, deliberate about, okay, I'm going to move on from this type of work and try this in terms of just betting on myself um, and, and making that work. Um, so I just think that, you know, anytime you're able to just really dig deep within yourself and sort of face you know, where you are in life and the fact that you're not doing things in a way that you really are capable of mm-hmm. and then turn that around, um, it's always you know gratifying and, and, and good to be able to have that as a marker for like, okay, this is where things changed and, and things moved on for the better. Yeah. It's yeah, good. I'm not going to say I haven't had experiences as an adult where, you know, I didn't accomplish something that I wanted to, but I'm going to go back to one that I think is uh, more critical. And I, so first, uh, since zero to 12, I live with my mom. Mm-hmm. So through sixth grade, um, we ended up sixth grade in Atlanta, Georgia. I made a decision to move to Michigan in seventh grade with my grandmother. Long story short, terrible school system. Terrible kids were getting all the attention. Kids who tried to do well weren't. So I said, hey, mom, love you to death. I'm making a move to live with my grandmother. So I moved seventh grade. Um, was always a pretty good athlete. I made the football team in the seventh grade, but they didn't want to start me. Because mm-hmm. they had all these kids who they knew and they didn't know me. And I said, this will be the last time I don't start ever in anything that I do. And it was the last time I <laughs> didn't start anything. But to your point, it was hard work. Yeah. And every time I saw them, I made sure they saw how hard I was working. Um, I always used track to better myself in football while, you know, other kids were doing something else, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But that quote unquote failure motivated me. And I wasn't necessarily doing it for the coaches, Mm -hmm. but I knew I deserved to start on that team. Mm -hmm. And I had to convince myself first and then the rest of it was easy. But I I worked my ass off. Yeah. I I really did. Yeah. And that was the last time that that I ever let that happen. Yeah. So that's a little elementary, but um, that's always stuck with me and it built confidence, you know, all the way through, you know, high school and whatever. Right. Yeah. Makes you better. makes you feel like you come out better than you would have if you would have succeeded the first time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show and short notice. Um, Your story is a wonderful story and your, your girls are really lucky to have you. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be here and chat with y'all. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on The Conscious Vibe. 
Thank you for joining us. And check us out on tcvpodcast.com.